When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show. Let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hi, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the podcast, my show, follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, I always say it's a call and advice show, but it's more so just a call and show where people call in to talk all about their naughty secret lives uh sometimes they do call in for advice i give them i could give you unprofessional advice but i think my advice is good uh you remain anonymous that's why it's called strictly anonymous i change everybody's names i change their voices you could call me from an anonymous number i don't need to know who you are i just want to know your story so if you want to tell your story on my show send me an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. Uh, if you want to call in and just confess something, I am gathering confessions right now. I have so many of them. I post, post them on my Patreon account. If you're into confessions and you want to hear them, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. All the links to everything is in my description. But if you want to call into my confessions and leave a confession, you have four minutes to do it. You could call anytime 24 seven. The number is 347 420 3579 again 347-420-3579 the email to for the show to be on the show the number for the confessions if you want to join my patreon all that information is in the description so you don't have to worry about remembering all of this nonsense that I'm giving you right now while you're like driving or walking and listening to my show (laughs) or blow drying your hair. That's when I listen to podcasts when I'm blow drying my hair in the morning. Um, But anyway, so today I have on Ryan Black, who is a guy who teaches other guys how to pick up chicks. Okay. He's like, he's kind of the antithesis of the pickup artist. Remember Mystery and the pickup artist? Like those guys were around with their pickup artist stuff a long time ago. He actually started using that when he was younger. Ryan gives you his whole backstory in this episode. He talks about how he, this was a guy who was like still a virgin in college and then changed his whole life and became a guy. I mean, he's with somebody now, but like after he was a virgin, he went from being that to not only losing his virginity and dating a girl, but then dating multiple women. Because like once he was like dating one girl, he was like, maybe I could date like five. And I think he started dating like five. And he talks about how that happened for him. He tried that pickup artist stuff and he realized it didn't work. He's more into the philosophy. It's called an inside out philosophy. It's all about authentic self expression. It's the opposite, like I said, of all that other stuff. Um, That worked for him. That's what he teaches guys. He talks very specifically in this episode about, you know, uh, how it works, why it works, 
you know, how to get in touch with that part of yourself. The, he has specific things that he has guys go out and do to get them used to getting out on the field and picking up girls and, you know, doing it with confidence. He has a website, ryanblack.us, where you could contact him. He has stuff available for you to learn more from him. And like I said, you just go to ryanblack.us for that information. But listen to him first here. He gives you a lot of good tips on how to pick up women. And then, like I said, if you want to get even more information, have him really help you go out there so you could date not just one hot girl, but like five and do it authentically, not like a fucking asshole. <laughs> go to his website, ryanblack.us. Anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Ryan. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hi, Ryan Black. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I mean, typically I'm talking to regular people. You know, they're talking about their naughty secret lives. But every now and then I love to have an expert on to teach people things, right? You're a dating coach, correct? Is that right to That's say? Correct. Like a men's coach, dating coach? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say my stuff is useful for any guy who lacks any sort of bit of confidence mm -hmm. when it comes to anything from the moment that they see an attractive girl that they'd like to go up and talk to, but they're not sure how to find the right words, all the way through to somebody who's maybe in relationships, but feels like, am I settling? Like, am I tolerating behavior I shouldn't be? Like, could I do better? And uh, this all comes from the fact that I was uh, both of those guys. Uh, and, you know, I, I grew up very socially anxious and shy. And the relationships I did end up in were kind of awkwardly fumbling around with somebody who probably wasn't the best person for me. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was in a place of scarcity and so just didn't know any better. Okay, so let's get a little bit of your backstory and then, you know, tell me how you wind up making this your career and why you decided to help people. I know that you said that you had your own issues. So let's talk about your dating past. Well, yeah, I often say that the difference between a guy who sort of never needs to really worry about uh, dating advice or anything at all mm -hmm. and a guy who desperately kind of needs it can be one sort of early childhood experience right so like in two parallel realities in one the guy like asked the his this girl to the junior prom or whatever and she's like yeah sure that'll be great and he's like oh dating's easy you just ask a girl and she says yes and it's fine mm -hmm. and then in another parallel reality same guy same girl he's like hey do you want to go to the junior prom and she's like you know you're gross and he's like oh my god and spends the next oh, like no. rest of his life sort of over analyzing like oh, what what, I, what should i have said and like why why don't girls like me Right. And uh, for me, for me, that experience was being about like 10 or 11 or something and having these feelings coming up that you don't know how to express it. And uh, I, there was this girl that I kind of liked. And my only experience with anything to do with romance was like Disney's Aladdin and like <laughs> Disney movies. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'll paint her this like picture of this, like, oh, we'll be in a castle and you'll be king and queen. And then I'll ride on a white horse and whatever. And. I, I see her face going from like surprise to like confusion to then like disgust and horror when she realizes what I'm trying to communicate to her and then just ran out of the room crying. So that uh, that experience told me from a young age, it's like if you have feelings for, 
for a girl, whatever you do, don't express them because then horrible things will happen. Right. And I think a lot of a lot of uh, men today, especially grow up with a lot of really bad toxic shame around their own natural sexual desire. Mm-hmm. And so they repress every they repress it and repress it and repress it. Um, and then just don't know how to communicate it or express it. And then it comes out in, in, in you know, often in very bad ways. Right. So what happened? Um, what happened to that little boy who all of a sudden then just shoved his feelings down? You know, when did well, you what, decide to start working on that part of yourself? Well, uh, I, I arrived at university, still a virgin, um, mm-hmm. and awkwardly stumbled my way into uh, a relationship with basically the first girl that ever took any interest in me whatsoever. But even with that, I had social anxiety to the point where I would avoid the main drag of university and walk a longer way around mm-hmm. to avoid the potential of having an awkward situation where I like didn't say hi to somebody that I'd met at a party or like, God forbid, said hello to someone I didn't actually already know. Um, and I would I would often spend like days and weeks like thinking back to like awkward, embarrassing stuff I'd done. Mm-hmm. Um, and towards the end of university, I I was like, I was talking to my college roommate at the time. And I was like, oh, you know, I have, you know, it's, it's coming to the end of university. Uh, we're going to graduate. We might go our separate ways. And with this girl, I've been with this girl throughout the whole university. Um, the only girl I've ever been with, but maybe is it possible that I could, I could do better? Like, but I statistically, I was like, well, as a scientist, Ryan, you have zero evidence that, um, <laughs> that any other woman likes you. So, you know, uh, you might as well kind of just grab hold of what you can get. Right. Um, and so my friend was like, listening is like, I've got the exact thing for you. And the next day he hands me this book that looks like a, a leather bound Bible. And it was a copy of Neil Strauss's book, The Game, which right. had just recently been published. Yeah. The pickup and, artist shit. I know that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I, uh, got through this book incredibly quickly and I was like, Oh my God, psychological techniques I can use to manipulate women into sleeping with me, regardless of how unattractive and much of a loser I am. This is fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. This is just what I need. And they're all based on science. So it must be true. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, almost the next day after that, he was like, there's a party, uh, happening, uh, a couple of doors down tomorrow. And I'm like, Oh my God, we can use the things from the book. And so (laughs) we go, we go to this party and, uh, there's this, uh, we start talking to this girl, and then uh, she says something about like, oh, you guys in this frat, and we didn't like that frat. So one of the techniques in uh, in that book, this old school thing, is like um, you do you do a body rock. So you fake as if you're going to like leave, and then, but you're not actually going to leave. And so we like look at each other like, oh, let's do the thing. And we go as if we're going <laughs> to oh leave. God, and the yeah. girl goes, no, wait, come back. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's working. W- wow. <laughs> and... Uh, but by, the, by, you know, within whatever, 20 minutes of being at this party, suddenly I realized I'm surrounded by, by five, six, you know, cute girls. And they're all looking at me and listening to what I'm saying and smiling. And that, that had just never happened to me mm-hmm. uh, my entire life. So I was like, oh, my God, this, this material works. Right. And that was the, that was the thing that was actually end, ended up being very damaging because um, my base assumption was that I'm, I'm not actually attractive. I'm not actually enough. But if I do these techniques correctly, I can plaster over my deep sense of, uh, you know, lack of confidence and self-worth issues. Mm-hmm. And so I spent the next three years going around. I was in, I was in a university in, in Philly. 
the last year of that in then New York City and then in London. So like lots and lots of beautiful women around going out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, doing all of this, doing all of this material. But at the end of it, not actually getting any results. Like I didn't actually have any uh, relationships or any girlfriends or, or anything at all out of this and so I, was and it working like short term like you would get the girls and they would be interested not, but not nothing would last not even that not even at all mm-hmm. not even at all what i what i was what i was able to get was a little dopamine hit of validation because right attractive women were actually talking to me for like five ten minutes mm-hmm. and then i'd run out of stuff to say and then they'd be like great meeting you and walk off that was pretty much <laughs> yeah for, th- for three years yeah um and so uh, yeah, at the end of this, I, I reached a, I reached a, uh, kind of a point where I was like about to, I was literally like about to give up and just being like, this is and my, my thing. It was all on forums then. So I was on this forum and I just wrote this post. I was like, I'm, you know, this, uh, pickup stuff just doesn't work. Like maybe if you're, maybe if you're like pretty handsome or whatever it is and naturally like you're pretty good, then it can give you some stuff to like kickstart a conversation. But if you're like ugly like me then there's no amount of technique is ever going to, is ever going to like fix anything. And there's just no point. I was like right about to give up. Right. Um, and then, uh, I randomly met this guy who'd been a, a, a comedian previously and he had developed an entirely different method and way of, way of looking at things and way, and way of doing this stuff. So the guy who developed, uh, like the mystery method and the book, that book that is, uh, is based off was a magician. And so the whole philosophy and the whole stuff that it, that that place comes from is how do I basically manipulate other people's perceptions in order to kind of trick them, right? The whole book is full of like really really awful sort of almost Machiavellian language, right? It's like wait, this was the, the comedian top... guy's in... stuff. No, no, sorry, I'm, I'm so... or was I'm this sorry, the pickup stuff? Pick so, pickups. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the pickup stuff. Like, yeah. The, the book, the game is all be- is all couched in this sort of machiavellian terminology yeah. so it's like you approach the target and you disarm the obstacle totally. and it's all about yeah. it's all about like um how do you how do you make people think that your value is high so that they'll like so that they'll want to be with you and all this stuff mm-hmm. it's just horrible and um that's why it, it, it usually does not serve the type of guy that it that who would benefit most from it uh this uh, this other guy um this comedian development material that was the exact inverse of everything because as we know from um you know good comedy right comedy is not about if you stand up as a comedian and try to like get the audience to think that you're cool they're going to destroy you right right what you have to do as a comedian in my opinion great comedy is when you have a sense of self-acceptance enough to stand up and make a joke about something that you did or even thought that's really really damaging and embarrassing but that everybody else has also been there and thought something like that, but they would never admit it. Right. Right. That's where, to me, where great comedy comes from. For sure. And the so laughs are like the guy... people, you know, totally being able to relate. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email, strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347 347- 
420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Right, and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. like Louis like Louis C.K.'s joke is like me trying to bend over to tie my shoelaces is like trying to fold a bowling ball in half. <laughs> I just love yeah. that joke. Right, it's just like admit that that yeah, and just admitting this is you know this is what's going on for me, and then people can relate to you, and then they're on your side. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's this guy's stuff and this guy's material was coming from a place of essentially an inside-out philosophy of accepting yourself and going and just using authentic self-expression to meet and connect with people and through going through his work and then doing it i did a complete shift at a 180 from someone who was deep into scarcity and just doubting myself and just believing like i'm just too ugly to make this work to somebody who was who i was dating five different girlfriends at the same time all ethically in an open way which we can talk more about um in -hmm. london at the same time they were like models and strippers and all, and all this stuff and i was the same guy I was just as like nerdy and dorky and ginger as i ever was wow um but i just re- i just had this incredible shift and it was all and this is one of the things i often say it's like the vast majority of the time the reason that a guy is not achieving the results in his in his relationships or his dating life or, or socially or anything is not because he's like I, he doesn't know this one sort of technique or tactic or trick or, or if I just knew this line or this these three words to say, then everything would just work. Mm-hmm. It's literally just his beliefs about himself is holding him back. He does not believe that he's worthy of uh, respect or love from this part. Oh, this, that, you know, that girl, she's so hot. She, what would she want to do with me? Right. And because of that, his own belief sabotage his ability to actually meet and connect with her. Mm hmm. And so that guy's work, the magician guy's book, is that still out there? Is that what your, or is that what you, is that the material so, that so, um, yeah, you so, have? So yeah. mystery, yeah. So mystery is the magician, and he created the mystery oh, method, which Neil Strauss. I remember mystery taught. too. I for some reason I thought they yeah, were very had, similar, but so he's like sort of the opposite, but kind of doing the same thing. But here you you could do it this way, and that's the way that worked for you. That was the authentic way mystery exactly so so what what no so so mystery the magician wrote uh, created the mystery method which neil yeah. strauss wrote about in the, in the book the game and all of that stuff is oh. the very it's what it's what everybody like many women sort of found out about that book and all that stuff and found it deeply mani- manipulative and, mm-hmm. and was kind of gross which it is mm-hmm. right because it's coming from it's coming from a place of uh essentially how do i plaster over my own insecurities pretends to be this like high status high value alpha yeah douchebag and basically at all costs just tell me what it is i need to say to convince this girl to give me what i want yeah that's where that book is coming from and so my my mentor the guy i learned from was a comedian and wrote and created a completely different system that had nothing to do with it was the exact polar opposite of all of that yeah and, and what unfo- was that book was that a book um he he never really wrote a book he doesn't he doesn't you know do this stuff anymore i was just very blessed to um at that point sort of be in this in this community there was a kind of a community a lot of people going and 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 kind of field testing this stuff out yeah uh, in london around the sort of the mid 
2010s or so. Mm-hmm. And I was just lucky to be there at the time when the, you know, the zeitgeist was, was, was the way it was. And that was another thing as well, is that a lot of, a lot of the old school mystery method stuff was based on going to, going to nightclubs. Right. Uh, they were always taking their guys out to nightclubs, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever. And that's something for me, I've, I've just never found that particularly fun. I don't, I don't really enjoy waiting in line, paying a bunch of money to go somewhere where the music is so loud, you can't even really have a conversation and connect with anybody. Right. Um, and then if you want, you know, and then they're like, oh, if you want the hot girls and you like buy the VIP, you know, champagne for thousand dollars, like that just doesn't interest me. <laughs> right. um, and so what was cool about this, this authentic uh, way of, uh, of, of meeting people is that it's done during the day. So, so instead of now uh, my, you know, most of my Saturday and Sunday just being like nursing a hangover, instead I was walking around uh, London, just connecting and having conversations with people in coffee shops and bookstores and um, cafes and, and, and stores and stuff like that. Right. And it was uh, an incredibly, incredibly liberating. So here you are dating five different women at the same time. When, and so did you wind up ever, are you married now? Are you in a relationship I'm, now? I'm in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. I have a girlfriend. We live together in Santa Monica since right at the beginning of the pandemic. I actually got in, I arrived um, in March 2020 right. from London and went down to LAX uh, to get my bags, turned on my phone, went on Facebook. And the very first article I saw was all flights suspended into <laughs> US from Europe. I was like, oh, just made it. Yeah. <laughs> And then, so so now, when you're dating those those five different women, what were the tactics that you learned from that the good guy, the the comedian guy? And I'm I'm assuming that now, since you're a dating coach yourself, this is what you teach other people. But like, what were the things that you were taught to do that turned your life around? Yeah. So the 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 biggest shifts for me, and yeah, I've I've kind of uh, took a lot of his learning is kind of the spiritual component of his stuff and put it into a system that now any guy, any guy can kind of go through and get results with. Yeah. Um, but the bit, the biggest shift, the biggest shift uh, for me were the following. Number one is shifting from an outside in to an inside out philosophy of life. Mm-hmm. And what that means is most people, I would say most people uh, in general from the media and culture and, and things like that anyway, are operating from an outside in place. And what that means is, is that, uh, the fundamental philosophy is things outside uh, the the external world, how people think about me or how I think people think about me. Those are important things that can and should affect my internal state of well-being. Mm-hmm. So and if you look at, you know, most most media, both for men and women. Right. You, yeah. You've thumb you thumb through pages of a men's magazine. And basically what that magazine is, is telling you is you are not enough. You are you you are not. Um, you are, yeah, you're not good enough, you're not successful enough, you're not worthy, unless you have this Lamborghini, unless you have this designer suit, unless you have these, this Rolex. Yeah. Right? And when you have all these things, then you get to project this image of success, and then people will like you. Yeah, then because they're always standing be next to the hottest girl, too. I right. mean, that then, is definitely then, being yeah, told right? to you as well, of course. When you raise, when you raise your perceived status yeah. by having these things, then women, then women will, uh, you know, will want to have sex with you, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also for it, it's done to women in, in in often ways even even worse, right? Yeah. You go through a women's magazine and it says unless you look exactly like this, you are not beautiful and you are not worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And um, so that's the that's an outside in 
uh, philosophy and the outside in philosophy, again, leads to a lot of social anxiety for people, right? Because my internal state is constantly being shifted up and down, depending on as I'm looking around, are these people, you know, is that person smiling at me? Do they want to have a conversation with me? Do they like me? Are they laughing at my joke? All this stuff. And like, only if you're getting validation and approval and acceptance from people, are you allowing yourself to feel okay? And uh, the shift was to an an inside out philosophy way of living life, which is I decide my value is decided by me and what I know about who I am mm-hmm. and about things that nobody can take away from me. And so, um, and then I simply emanate that, that value, that energy outwards towards other people, but whether people, so I, I, I one of the sort of mindsets and things I, I teach is this idea that, um, you know, if you're going around, if you were walking around, you had that big stack of money cause you're like a billionaire or whatever. If you're just going around handing out dollar bills to people, then only a few things can happen. Either they're like, oh, thanks for the dollar. And, you know, they're happy. You're happy. You've given some value to someone. You've brightened their day. Great. Or they might take the dollar and then reciprocate it and, and be like, oh, this is super cool. Like, what, why, are you, why are you doing this? And you end up having a conversation and that could lead somewhere and that would be great. Uh, they, could, uh, they could be like, you know what? I don't need a dollar and I'm, I'm all set. Uh, you should give that to somebody who, you know, who needs it more. And again, they get to feel good about themselves. They did like a, they almost feel like they gave to charity in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you feel good because you tried to give value to them, uh, win-win again. Or you can try and hand someone a dollar and they're like, ah, oh, screw you, man. I don't want your stupid dollar. Um, in any of those cases, if you're just handing it, if you're just handing in a dollar, you wouldn't feel rejected by the people that refuse to take it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's the mindset I'm coming from when I'm, uh, you know, encouraging guys to start a conversation when I'm starting a conversation myself, I'm coming from the place of, I know that what I, what I'm bringing to the table is in intrinsically and inherently valuable. If you, if you accept and agree that what I'm doing and what I'm bringing to the table is valuable, then cool. We're on kind of the same level. We resonate with each other. We can continue to have an interaction. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find what I'm bringing to the table valuable, that's totally fine. That's you. That's your reality. And that's, that's totally cool. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be offended. I'm not gonna be hurt. I'm not gonna be. Fi- I'm not gonna feel rejected or like you're looking into my soul and telling me that I'm a bad person. If you don't, if you're not interested in in accepting the value that I know that I'm bringing. Right. And so that that inside out uh, philosophy, I think, is really is really really powerful. Not just for sort of dating relationships, but just life in general. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whether even women could take from that, right? I mean, there. But that's easier said than done. No. I mean, how do you yes. create that shift yes. in somebody? So, well, so um, some ways, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of great kind of uh, writers and uh, psychologists. So Adlerian psychology is kind of based on, based on the ins- that inside out principle. Yeah. Um, there's also a book by Michael Neal called The Inside Out Revolution that kind of gets into it. Um, there's many kind of Bruce Lee talked about. Um, a lot of this stuff too. There's a lot of, you know, you can do years and years of meditation and you can do years and years of, of some types of therapy and get there. Um, my preferred way, the way that I did, uh, was to do a practice that I've termed uh, ICBT, so interactive CBT. And what that is, is it's going through a series of basically like social experiments. So interacting with people in a certain way where you slightly step outside of the bounds of what's considered normal. Mm-hmm. So you step slightly outside of um, 
something where that person kind of has an automatic response mechanism, right? So that they have to be present and be like, wait, what, what's going on? And you want to put yourself in a position where it might happen that someone might judge you negatively. Right. Right. And so in doing that, by having an experience uh, where you uh, like allow the possibility that someone might uh, might disapprove of you mm-hmm. and then coming out of that on the other side, realizing, oh, wait, I didn't die. Totally. <laughs> Nothing bad actually happened. And then if you also make that exercise fun and enjoyable in and of itself, so it's actually fun, then what you do is you remove the core that produ- that creates that that anxiety and that. Uh, and that fit you remove that thing which is essentially what i call the ego yeah that is telling you you need to worry about what other people think about you and and on top of that we're also anchoring a positive emotion and a positive state to the act of being potentially judged negatively and so if we're able to do that within a few of these exercises within a few of these interactions a few of these experiences your subconscious mind just goes oh I've been operating under a misconception that I need to protect myself from being judged this right, whole time. Right. Because this is innately wired within us from the time in, you know, in tribes of 100 people. Mm-hmm. If people judge you negatively, they'd, they'd throw you out of the tribe and you die. Right. Um, and we just, our programming just hasn't caught up to the reality of how we now uh, live. So by doing these experiences, we then essentially upgrade our programming. And so that ego mechanism that's telling you, oh, don't say that because... Well, don't do that because someone might you know, think uh, badly of you or whatever. It just goes away. From Wondery, Rich and Daily is a podcast packed with laughs that delivers your daily dose of the latest celebrity gossip. There's so much gossip these days that it's impossible to keep up. But you don't have to worry because Rich and Daily has you covered. Okay, listen, we don't talk about celebrities on this show, but on Rich and Daily, they do. Hosts Brooke Schifron and Arisha Skidmore-Williams are... Not only comedians, they're besties and they're the perfect guides to spill all the celebrity tea. They're going to keep you up to date on all the secrets, the scandals and news in the entertainment world. Is that rumor about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian true? If it is, you better believe Brooke and Arisha will have something to say about it. In a way that only best friends can, Brooke and Arisha give you their take on the stories that are current, that are happening right now, that you want to know about. Listen, I like celebrity gossip. That's the way that I check out. And I like to be in the know. And I dig pop culture. And that's why I love Rich and Daily. And that's why you're going to love it too. So go check it out now. Listen to Rich and Daily on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. So you're saying go, like, face your fear. It's basically that, right? It's like go to that place which scares you the most because once you realize that you could get through that, you know, you don't have to worry about it anymore. And then that takes away all that other fear. I mean, it makes total sense. And like you said, you could, that's like life lesson 101, I feel like for people. It's, you know. Yeah, so as an an example, like Mm -hmm. a very simple example that anybody can do to kind of do one of these and kind of, you know, feel what I'm talking about is just to, uh, for example, he went to, I think we're on the, we're on the corner of 14th and Santa Monica right here. So it would be to go up to somebody on the corner of 14th and Santa Monica and be like, excuse me, I'm just wondering, could you help me find the corner of 14th and Santa Monica? Wow. Okay. I see. And then, (laughs) right. And then they look at you like you're an idiot. Yeah. And then be like, uh, you're literally right here. And you're like, oh my God. 
<laughs> yeah, so, it's very specific. Up. But so you're really creating a situation where you know for sure you're gonna fe- you you're you would feel embarrassed or something. You're gonna create yeah. that uncomfortableness on purpose. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. That's yeah. I needed and that then, example to really understand. Yeah, and just and just by doing something as simple as that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a, a temporary moment of like, oh, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. And then they walk off, and you walk off, and you're like, wait a minute, like, and because you know, because you're intentionally creating it as well, you can kind of be kind of laughing in your head as yeah. well, <laughs> right? You can kind of be like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And then so th- that's like a, a super super simple one, but I I build them up over you know over the course of of uh, you know five you know two three hours or whatever yeah. until guys are doing and saying things that they just never thought that they could possibly say to someone and go like oh my god like i can basically what happened with me is after about a few hours of doing these i went from a guy who was like i care so deeply about what other people think of me that i just want to avoid all social interactions as much as possible yeah so i can say in my safe comfort zone of 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 at least you know i'm not doing i'm not doing or saying anything so there's no way anybody can criticize me mm-hmm. to within a few hours of doing these uh just being like oh i could just go up to anybody and say whatever i want and i don't give a shit what they think right and that's you know once you're there then you're willing to kind of at least give it a go then you're willing to at least throw yourself into an interaction and try something and say something and just statistically over time kind of you'll piece together what uh you know what works now, how does that relate to picking up chicks? Like what then after you start to do that, like what, what, like how do you guide guys like to walk in? Like you said, this happens during yeah. the day. So are you teaching them what to do on a date? Yeah. Do you teach them how to pick up women on the streets? I mean, you know. Yeah. So, so that ICBT thing is kind of the, the foundation, right? We yeah. have to do that first because we have to be in the, in the mindset of, yeah. I don't really mind one way or another what like what the outcome of this interaction is like i don't need this person to like me right and that's a huge thing because what the the problem with most of the most of the pickup stuff and and all those courses is they start on day one with like all right so here's all these things to say and these are like all the right things to say and you have to say them in the right order and you have to do all this stuff and you have to say it this way and your body language has to be like this and these guys are already super nervous about being rejected to begin with yeah and now you're layering on i have to remember all the stuff and if i say it wrong then she'll you know then she'll hate me and all this stuff so it just makes their anxiety worse yeah to the point where these guys are usually like physically forcing their guys into they're like you know having have a few drinks at the bar and then like pushing them to go speak to someone and like they're all in their head uh, you know, worrying about all, all of this material. Mm-hmm. So the first step is we need to get into that mindset of what I call social freedom, right? The ability to just go up to anybody and just express whatever you feel in the moment. Yeah. Um, and not be and be completely detached from whatever the outcome of that is. Um, once we're there, now then we can go you know, go to the next step, which is uh, structures and frameworks. So um, again, a lot of the stuff out there is just like say this line, but that rarely works because the guy who wrote it doesn't have the same personality or use of language as you. Yeah. So then you're basically, unless you're a really good actor, it's not going to work. Uh, so what a structure or framework al- allows is the structure does the work of making it effective. So the structure, the order of the stuff is based on principles of, uh, of human psychology of how people connect, what gets people's attention, what makes them interested and, in, uh, you know, wanting to, to, to speak to you further. And then uh, by filling in the structure with your own words, and your own personality and what you like about uh, the girl and the situation, that makes it authentic. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it it creates the feeling that this is a ge- this is a unique, genuine thing that's happening. Right. Um, and the kind of the the overall structure, like what it's doing, not the exact words, but the, what it's doing is it's creating a a a, a, a situation like this, kind of like um that like romantic comedy thing. And this is this is an important thing as well. It's like this doesn't require you to be sort of super confident and smooth. In fact, the times when I've gotten this down to the point where I'm getting it a bit robotic and it comes off super smooth and practiced, that's when I get often the less good reactions. Interesting. Right? Mm-hmm. So you're creating this the situation like this, like, oh, you know, you know, I I don't really I don't really do this kind of thing you know at all. And I I, I haven't really planned this out, but I, I just saw you and I just had to come up. I had to meet you. I just find it, had to come find out about you. Oh my god, where you know, where am I? Man, it's high. I'm right, right. Just this like this almost semi bumbling like Hugh Grant sort of like oh I'm terribly sorry, but I just had to I had to meet you. Yeah. And creating this this feeling of um, oh my god, like this guy, he's not some he's not some like whatever uh, pickup artisty smooth Jaden Bond alpha trying to be alpha dude. Yeah. He's just a regular guy. He was just walking. Down, we were just sitting in the cafe. He saw me, and he just pushed himself. To, he plucked up the courage and pushed himself to come over and, and wants to meet me. Isn't that isn't that sweet? Mm-hmm. To me, like that's just like if that if that girl was ever going to be interested, she's going to be the most interested then to at least know a little bit more and have a conversation. And that's the place I like to start out from. Is uh, yeah, coming from a place of I I had to come and just express myself to you. Right? I don't need you to like me. I don't need this to go anywhere. But I just had to come and tell you how I feel right now. And, and especially how you're making me feel. Right. To me, that's beautiful. And so, and then, you know, because listen, there was like stuff like that for women too. Like the rules book, you know, when it was all about, you know, for women. Like don't, you know, call back. Don't do this. Like do you have any of those kind of rules or, or is your whole system like anti rules and anti-games you know because I do think human nature you can use these fucked up games you know that people have set up right yeah and I think they work in a very in the short term but you know if it's not who you are it's not who you are you you get act as disinterested as you want to get someone to like you and human nature might be yeah they get hooked because they're like they want something they can't have you know whatever but if you actually then decide to like that person, are they going to run for the hills? You know, I mean, it just at, at some point it doesn't work, but it, it can initially, right? Like those little game mind fucks, you know, it is, there is science to it, but it, it's all bullshit, right? I, yeah. I mean, I, again, uh, what you said about like run for the hills, I think, I think is it in my experience, the, uh, the sort of the doing the the doing of the material, which is like, oh, this is what works. Yeah. To me, what it does is it um, at very uh, let's let's say the very best, right? So yeah. we, we have this kind of we have the core of who we really are, right? This is our authentic self, right? Mm-hmm. And we're told by society and by our ego and all the stuff to kind of protect this and cover it over with this like this protection mechanism, this facade, right? This defense mechanism. Right. Right. So it's like, don't just say what you feel in the moment, but say this thing that like works. Right. Right. In this situation. And we keep doing that for all of the, all of these, you know, different situations and these scenarios, whatever, because we've been told that's what works. Like you can't just say what you feel. So just do what works. Yeah. And so at best, at best, you do all these things that work. 
right? And women do. Women again, they have the same. It's like, oh, hide the crazy. Like, don't don't talk about this. Like, yeah, hide don't that act like you like yourself. him. It's the worst thing right? you can yeah, do. Hide that part of yourself yeah. and all yeah. that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So they're doing that. So she's doing all of those things. Yeah, the guy's doing all of those things. Yeah, and at the very best, at yeah. the very best, if yeah. it goes well, then they end up they end up uh, you know sleeping together and starting a relationship. At which point they both go, oh, cool. Now I can stop doing all of the stuff. Yeah. Because I, now I'm in this relationship with this person. Now I can start being myself. Yeah. And the other person goes, who the fuck is this other person? Exactly. Where's the per What? Like, who are you? And that's super weird and incongruent and creepy. And they run away. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then certainly for, for me and for, for us guys, we did all this. Like, when that happens, we go, oh, my God, who I really am must be so unattractive and horrible that as soon as I reveal it, as soon as I finally reveal it, the woman runs away. Shit, I need to hide that even more. Right. I need even more defense methods and shit to like hide this forever. So yeah, like, only answer, perpetuates your problems. Right. What yeah, what you were trying about, to avoid. Uh-huh. And this is this my thing. What I find is when you come from the when you come from the authentic self-expression place, yes, there's a structure that makes it as effective as possible. But fundamentally it's about your own words and communicating who you are and how you feel, right? Yeah. So by doing that, by because that's so to me, in, in my opinion, because that's so rare. When you come from from inside of who you really are, and you you have this, you have the self ownership to just express that and be like, I'm just going to express this. I don't give I don't give a fuck either way. What happens is that gives that other person permission to strip down their defense mechanism and come from who they really are. Mm -hmm. And the connection that you form with that in that way, to me, is can be like instantly, instantly like deep and profound. Right. It can be the and the relationship that way, whether it's friend, relationships, friendships, uh, business relationships, things like that, that I've formed from being willing to come from that place have been like instant, you know, instant best friends ever. Right. But you were saying so to me, it's like, yeah, yeah, that stuff, the, that that kind of stuff can work. But it's like, why? <laughs> Yeah, Why? I think it's like, like a short-term you... thing that, like, it's it's the mouse in the cage and they're feeding them the thing. You know, that that shit works, right? It's a, a psychological mindfuck. But, and you could use it on anybody, and it is human nature, but I don't think it will ever, like, you know, lead to a long-lasting relationship because there's nothing authentic about it. You know, it's... It, Right. I mean, that's that's why I was glad when I was going to have you on and was reading through your bio that like you weren't into that whole pickup artist thing, because like I said, I know that stuff. I know that it works. I've been on the receiving end of it. It's human nature. I think some people even do that kind of shit subconsciously without even realizing it, you know, because and it and it does get people hooked and stuff. But like people are like it's it, no different than the mouse in the cage. You're just addicted to that person. You don't genuinely like them. You're not getting that person to like you. You're getting that person maybe addicted to you or there's some sort of dysfunction going around. But that doesn't last. Right. Like that's how I feel. About I, it. I would say I would say, I mean, works to works to what extent because it's right. like well first of all re if you read the game uh mystery isn't someone you particularly want to model as a as a you know <laughs> as a life goal mm -hmm. i mean he's he's on his he's on his way to a mental institution and <laughs> suicidal at the and the first chapter of the book neil strauss himself after writing that book then went through years of therapy yeah and to come out to write the book, The Truth, where he renounced all of it. Yeah, no, he's a totally so different guy now. This is not, this is well, I, 
not sure about that. But um, well, I don't know. I read his, you know, little posts on Instagram. <laughs> That's what it appears. His, you know, but, his quotes. But I mean, it you know what works to works to what extent? It's like yes, you can. You might be able to get use some of the stuff to get a, a like a short term, like some maybe like a short term hookup with somebody who, um, you know, you might not have been able to have sex with that night if you hadn't used some of the stuff. Yeah. But again, like if as soon as you're using it, now you have to keep using all this stuff to maintain it. Right. Now you have to keep doing all these tricks to cut, like keep maintaining this facade that you've built. Yeah, and then you're like, the why? fear's worse because you're like, oh my why? god, what happens when I'm really myself? And again, the only the only reason the only reason that people uh uh feel that they need to engage in any of this mm-hmm. is to protect themselves from rejection. Right. Right. So they're like, if I do this stuff, then I won't be rejected. Well, like, guess what? You're gonna get rejected anyway. Right. Right. You cut. There's no way. There's no way for. There's literally no 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 material that's going to work 100 percent of the time. It's going to be. This is what's. This is what's promised by a lot of these CDPUA uh, companies. I'm like, yeah, just say this. If you just say this magic phrase. Then it'll then you like it's totally rejection proof, and she'll instantly want to have sex with you. Right. Like they sell stuff like that to to to, to guys, unfortunately. But um, the 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 fact remains that uh, only that you know a certain percentage of people are just not going to be interested in you, or they're not going to be available even if they are interested. Exactly. And so rather and than okay. trying to use stuff, and yeah. that's exactly rather than yeah. trying to use stuff to try and prevent the possibility that you that you get rejected. Why not just accept the fact that some people that you're not everyone's cup of tea yeah. and just be okay with that. And then you can, then you don't have to do any of this stuff and you can just come from the place of who you really are. Yeah. Isn't I feel, easier? Yes. I feel like at the, at the core of everything is the, the biggest fear that everybody has is somebody doesn't like them for who they are. And you know what? Sometimes people aren't going to like you for who you are. It is personal. It is because they don't like you, but who cares? You know, and if you could get to that place, that's freedom, you know? And I think that once you face that fear and you get past it, you know, it, it makes life a lot easier. I got to that place, you know, I had that fear and I see it in other people sometimes. And I'm always like, let's go to the worst place case scenario. Like, no, like that person maybe didn't like you because of you. Maybe it was something you said or you did or, you know, but who cares? Somebody else will. No, no, there's nobody out there that every single person will ever like. I mean, it doesn't exist. Exactly, and con- and conversely, there's a percentage, and this is one of the one of the uh, exercises I, I I do with guys on the first day. Yeah. Uh, literally, literally proves that there's a percentage of women walking out there walking around right now. Yeah. For whom you are their exact perfect type. Right. And so, literally, just showing up is enough. Right. Like all you have to do is go say hi, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And they're out <laughs> there. They're like, at, they're like out there. They're walking around right now, mm-hmm. right? So all you have to all you have to do is go up and find. And you can't you can't know that just by looking at them. So you have to go and you have to go and just do something and try something and say hi. Um, and that's that's often uh, really really powerful. Where I've where I've had it uh, had a guy like do this exercise where it's like, um. Again, one of the frame is like guys. Guys often put a lot of pressure on themselves. It's like I have to be smooth and I have to have this like right, perfect line. Yeah. So one thing we do is we do the wrong line. We do like stuff that's like this is never going to work, right? It's intentionally stupid. 
but it's fun. So, for example, we'll do one where um, they're, they're uh, going up, get, doing the uh, getting attention and, and stopping correctly, mm-hmm. uh, and then just saying hi. Um, I'm. This is totally not a pickup line, but <laughs> yeah. Can I get your number? Right. That's it. Right. So it's like, that's never going to work. Right. It's like, that's, you haven't even had a conversation. She has no idea who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's stupid. So you're, they're saying it with a smile on their face. It's like, oh, this is a funny, stupid, this is a funny, stupid game. And yet almost inevitably on every course where I have like four or six guys, uh, wh- one of those times that everybody, everybody does a couple, one of those times, uh, guy says just that, nothing else, but just that. Said, can I get your number? And she's like, yeah, okay. Right. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I have guys like literally, like, wait, 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 what? Really? She's like, yeah, do you not want it? He's like, no, but I didn't even do it. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> like how? And, and she's like, okay. And I've, I've sent guys, the guys like walk, just walk away. Like just in there, they're just like, having a mental breakdown. They're like, I can't believe this. And then I'm like, go get her number. And then he goes back and gets it. And he comes back and he's like, but I didn't even do anything. I'm like, right. He's like, but it, so it can be this. Easy. I'm like, yeah, it can literally be that easy. So when you're a, teaching a, guys, how do you teach your classes that you teach? Do you have classes? Do you have seminars? Are they online things? Like, you know, or do you uh, take guys out in the field? Yeah. So, so the, the, the way the course works is there's, it's like a hybrid course. So there's a, there's an online eight week course that they go through with a, a bunch of material and specific things to, you know, exercises to go do. And then there's, as part of it, there's also a weekend workshop uh, that I teach in person with a small group of guys. Uh, and we got, we just, we uh, spend most of the time walking around outside in, you know, cafes, coffee shops, bookstores, whatever it is, just talking to people. Right. So you send them out to go talk to girls and to, like you give them that kind of practice. It's like that hardcore yeah, kind mean, of stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's people in general and we build it up and then eventually, yeah, most, most of, uh, the end of, uh, day one and day two and the Sunday is just striking up conversations in different environments and different situations. Uh-huh. Uh, and then just working, you know, working through the different structures and then, you know, giving them specific feedback about what could be improved and, and how they could have gotten a bit further with something, whatever it is. And I would say like, 90% of it is just taking away a lot of this pressure that they feel like, oh, you know, I did this, I did this wrong or I forgot that step. And it's just like, it doesn't matter. Like a lot of the time it's taking the pressure off of having them realize like the outcome that you got is exactly the same outcome that, that I would have gotten. Right. Like that, the, that person just, she was whatever, not available, not in a social mood, not interested. She wouldn't have been interested with anybody. It's okay. Right. It's not you didn't fail by not getting this outcome. Right. It's again, it's just going back to back to that uh, inside out thing of just detaching from this outcome and just enjoying the process of just being social and connecting with people, which is what as humans we're designed to be able to do. Right. Uh, and that's another that's another hu- huge point as well, is that most of the most of this sort of that the pickup stuff and the material out there is based on this thing of basically you're like you're not you're there's something wrong with you you're not good enough you're lacking things and this is an additive process where i'm going to give you all these techniques and give you all these things and then you'll then then you'll have enough then you'll be good enough to be able to like get this result and um my stuff is coming from the place of 
we all it's literally programmed in our DNA to be able to connect with other human beings. Right. Like we're designed to be able to do that. It's just years and years and years of negative experiences, of social pressure, of schooling, of um, you know, past relationships, of your parents, whatever, that kind of beats that out of you and causes you to suppress your innate abilities. And so what I'm doing is taking them through experiences where they can start to essentially just just find and cultivate the the ability that they already have within them. What is the demographics of the guys that find you? I mean, I know that you're like called yourself maybe like a geek or you were like, oh, the prototype of the kind of guy that I'm talking to typically. Explain what you had said to me before, the guy from the TV yeah, show. So the, yeah. I would say like I would say uh, Richard Hendricks mm-hmm. from Silicon Valley uh, is sort of very much my guy. So they tend to be in their mid uh, 20s to mid 30s, mm-hmm. uh, usually a kind of a technical analytical uh, job description, software engineer, engineer in general, uh, operations, finance. So a guy who, um, you know, likes to plan ahead mm-hmm. and, and creates a creates a real feeling of certainty, which he needs from kind of knowing, you know, they, they like numbers and logic and order and planning because that gives them the sense of, of certainty. And so that's why in social situations, that way of thinking does not work for them. It doesn't serve them. Yeah, that so totally in a, makes in a sense. Social situation, yeah. mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't plan out, right? They'd love to be able to, but they realize you cannot plan out. Like if this person says this, then I'll say that. And then if they say this, then I'll say that. Yeah. And then if they say this, then I, you can't plan it out. You have to be willing to throw yourself into a situation where there is some level of uncertainty and some level of discomfort that's being created from that uncertainty, which is where social anxiety comes from. Yeah, and, and so I yeah, know, and people, I have guys my age, and I'm in my early 50s, that like, I feel like they've had this issue their whole life, you know, and, and you know, a lot of times it's not just that young guy, you know, it's the guy that got divorced or was in a long-term relationship is now single again, and they're exactly where they were before, and they can't get another relationship because they still have that going on because they never sort of conquered it. You know, somehow they did wind up in a relationship and it lasted a while. They were lucky, but they can't do it because I have friends that have these kind of issues, you know, that could benefit from your stuff. Because I think a lot of guys tend to be more overthinkers and planners, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I've, I've, I've helped. I've had guys um, in the uh, mid 40s, 50s, mm-hmm. um, a doctor in his in his 60s, actually, who had an uh, amazing experience on one of my courses. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly for all ages. And I, I, I will have uh, a segment of guys who come out of a marriage and they're like, I have absolutely no ha- idea how to date in this sort of modern world or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I definitely I definitely help with that. And yeah, again, it's it's usually around this um, this this overthinking and um just helping them go through the, these experiences, which give them the ability to enjoy the process of throwing themselves into a social situation where there is this uncertainty and becoming okay with that. Now, do you do remote coaching too? So if somebody like, you know, gets that your, I don't know if you have an ebook or whatever it is that they would get initially. And then do you do some kind of remote coaching if someone wants you to talk them through, you know, going out and doing it in real life? you know, just like you do for the people that come to meet you in Santa Monica, but may say they're not there. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's the online, there's the online course yeah. on its own as well, which is part you won't get me like walking through everything. Yeah. But that is, that is something that a lot of guys get. I mean, you know, I have 
I've had customers as far away as Australia and stuff like that. So yeah. like someone in Australia, they're not even, I don't think they're even allowed out of their own countries. Uh-huh. So, uh, so yeah, they, they can, they can do the course on its own. And then there's a, there's obviously, um, you know, they have to be a little bit more of a, an action taker and a self-starter because at the end of every module, there's, here's some stuff where you're going to have to go outside and actually speak to people and do this. Yeah. And with me not there to kind of be like, come on, then, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, often, you know, a, 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 a big leap and something that the guys struggle with. So, uh, but yeah, the, the online course is also available on its own for guys that can't make the, the in-person training as well. Yeah, I guess I was just wanting to know everything that you offer so that we could put it out there. So you have this online course that you offer people. You also have the weekend seminar that people could go to. And that's right now in Santa Monica because that's where you're based. Where do people find all of this stuff? Uh, so you can just go to ryanblack.us mm-hmm. uh, and and everything's pretty much there. There's there's a bunch of kind of free resources as well. So there's a there's a script that helps uh, a free uh, free sort of script and some some copy paste stuff that guys can use to just get better better results with online dating, which is obviously a big. I think now mm-hmm. um, since the last few years, I forget when it switched over, but the most common way for people to uh, meet now is online. Yeah, I'm so uh, glad you is, brought that up because I was going to say to you, like, does this translate to online dating too? Because that's how most people are meeting people nowadays. Yeah, I've I've definitely always been a, a, a proponent of kind of meeting and connecting in person. Mm-hmm. So what I, the few things I always say is, is number one, whatever you do, do not make online the primary or only way uh-huh. that you're that you're meeting people. Right. To me, uh, especially as a as a as a guy who's not a uh, you know not like a a Brad Pitt looking kind of uh, male model, mm-hmm. um, it can often be it can often be quite uh, frustrating and, and soul crushing to be swiping and swiping and swiping and getting very very few if any matches. Right. Um, so. Uh, but as a as an addition to also making the effort to uh, to you know start conversations and be social and meet people in person, uh, it can be a great way to to shift a guy from a place of where he feels this sort of uh, this sense of scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to when you're in when you're in scarcity and you do get sort of the occasional date and it doesn't happen that often, then that guy is gonna is more likely to be more nervous. And because now he's like, oh, I, I don't want to screw this up, right? Mm-hmm. This might be my only date for the next three months or six months or something. And that immediately will help start engaging in uh, people-pleasing behaviors because he'll be like, I need to modify myself and I need to say the kind of thing that I feel that this person will like me if I say. And so immediately then you're, you're, you're coming from that outside-in uh, worldview yeah. where However, they those little however they she reacts and whatever she said, it's affect it's affecting their internal state, and um, so instead you you want to be coming from a place of abundance where it's like I've met a few people in, in person, I'm texting a few people here, I've got you know a, a few things from online, and when you're arriving when you're arriving on a date where it's like, you know if this doesn't if this isn't going well or we're not connecting whatever it is I can just cut it short and I can text one of the other girls I'm speaking to and and meet up with them later you're arriving to that place with a very different energy in much the same way as like, if it's a salary negotiation or you're getting a job, if you have three other offers, you're going to arrive on that in that room with a very, very different energy. So if like 
versus if it's your only opportunity and you literally need the money to be able to pay your rent. Right. Right. The way that you're going to behave, you're not. How are you going to? How are you really going to be able to negotiate from a place of, of strength if, if you know, if that's the case? So it's a it's exactly the same thing. But yeah, I I recommend it. Um, for in addition to meeting people in person, which should be your your primary thing, and the the, the fundamental philosophy is the same. It's really interesting. Even over even over text, the energy of I need this text to work and I need her to reply to me and I need this to go well comes off even if the words are the same. It's the weirdest thing. Um, but basically the, the philosophy and the stuff is the same. There's structures which help make it make your communication as effective as possible. And it's but it's about filling those in with your own words to make it authentic and unique. Right. One of the biggest things about online is that first message has to be unique and different to everything else because most guys are sending the same thing, mm-hmm. right? Most guys are just sending like, hey, sup, or whatever, right? Yeah. Or um, whatever it is. So as soon as you can, you can immediately stand out by saying something unique, which requires you, you to, again, just why are guys sending hey? Because it's like, it feels like you're not really putting yourself out there or risking anything. Right. So it feels easy to do. It's like, oh, she replies, and oh, there's no big deal. It doesn't feel, it does, you don't really feel that sense of rejection as much if like you don't get a response from hey. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to be okay with like throwing out there something that's a bit random, a bit different without worrying too much of like, oh, this might come off a bit weird or whatever it is. Uh, and you're coming from that, coming, just coming from that energy of, I really don't care either way. Um, whether, the, whether this particular person responds back to me or not, then counterintuitively, the less you care about getting a response, the more likely you are to get a response. Right. Uh, so in general, in general, the stuff the stuff I do online stuff I teach is about intentionally being uh, a bit divisive, uh, about intentionally kind of really throwing stuff out there that's maybe a bit risque or whatever. And what I want is that basically there's no way that you can possibly uh, sort of be on the fence or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Right? You either going to really love this and think it's hilarious and great, or you're going to or you're going to hate me. Right. And block me immediately. And that's what I, that's what I'm going for, because it's like, again, it just it just makes you stand out and makes you very different. Right. And now so in your in these online courses and what you teach, it's about dating, meeting women, finding the right women. And now is it also about like how to sustain that relationship? Is it for people who are also in a relationship, how to keep those women interested, how to continue being yourself? Or is this strictly like, oh, this is like how you date? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, the course is kind of end to end. So, mm-hmm. so it doesn't just end like, okay, now you start with her. Great. Well done. Jo- yeah. you know, job done kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's much more about, um, and everything, everything sort of progressing in a, and everything, all the mindsets and everything build on themselves. So you're taking, you're taking this person kind of down this, down this road where it's very, very likely. I mean, the thing, the thing that, um, I would say I'm actually the, the best that and differentiates me a lot of the time from most of most of the coaches out there whatever they're usually like not in not actually in a relationship uh hardly at all like they don't have long-lasting fulfilling relationships they're yeah. just going on and the next girl next girl next girl next girl mm-hmm. look how awesome i am i've slept with this many girls it's like if you've slept with that many girls and you never have a long-term relationship you have a psychological issue. Like there's something wrong with you. Like <laughs> yeah. you should not be someone that people want to model, uh, right? right? Like, because why don't these women want to be with you? Like what's mm-hmm. going on? Mm-hmm. Or are you pre-rejecting them 
because you're like, oh, I don't want them to get too close and then see who I really am. Right. Right. I see. I see that a lot in a, a, a lot of coaches where they're actually scared of because, again, they're doing all this material and all these techniques and all the stuff to get them. So then it's like, oh, I don't want to peel back this layer and reveal who I really am because then she could actually reject who I am. And that would devastate me. Right. Going back to something you said. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But by because it's because we're starting right from the very beginning, we're starting with this is who I am and this is who I what I feel and this is what I want to express to you. Yeah. Then it's actually a hell of a lot easier to 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 um segue that into a long-term relationship if that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so my kind of the, the 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 process that I that I say is like whether a guy wants to uh just be dating around, which is fine. Like a lot of guys kind of just missed that phase of their life. Right. I certainly didn't I certainly didn't have it. Yeah. Or whether the guy wants to find the one, you know, settle down and be with uh, one girl monogamous, monogamously, mm-hmm. I would say the place to come to that is from a place of abundance. Right. Like if you're going to be with one person, it shouldn't be because um, this was the, you know, the, the first girl. And this happens, this, this uh, often happens a lot. And I warn guys against it is they go, they go through the course, they start going out, they start meeting, they start, um, you know, going on a bunch of dates and like, Please, whatever you do, don't just the first girl that you end up going on a few dates with and sleeping with. Please don't just immediately make her your girlfriend, <laughs> um, <laughs> because what's going to happen is, yeah. uh, then in in uh, you know three or six months or whatever, that relationship is going to end, and then you haven't built all these skills and honed them, and now you be back at square one again. So I right. say, like, arrive at that. You want to arrive at that monogamous, amazing relationship with that perfect person from a place of multiple quality options. Right. Uh, and so the, what, I, what, I, uh, what I take them through and what I teach is a way to um, enter these, you know, these new relationships, multiple new relationships, in a way that's in- incredibly ethical and honest about exactly what's going on. So uh, it's not about sort of dating a lot of different people and just kind of like not saying anything and kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. cheating and whatever it is. It's about having them willingly choose to want to be uh, part of your life in this specific type of relationship, uh, you know, with, with, uh, with both eyes open kind of thing. No, like what like you're saying, knowing that you might be dating two other people or three other people. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. that, and that, and that both, both parties have that, that choice and that freedom to do that. Right. Uh, and then over time, uh, what will tend to happen is uh, one, like one of those, uh, relationships becomes kind of more of a primary relationship and then after a certain period of time uh then that you know that person you can choose to be just with that one person and be monogamous with them but then you're doing it based on um you know that this this person ticks all the boxes that you're looking for and has everything and you simply just naturally will move into that and be like i don't really feel the need to spend time with any of the these other women that yeah. they will give me a certain thing here and a certain thing there mm-hmm. but this girl has everything i've ever i you know i've ever wanted right. and that's not a process that you can know right for like date you know you see with somebody the first time um or whatever it is you've been dating a few months you can't know that yet so i would say like it's gonna take it's like it's a little bit of a process so that's the only thing if you're talking about sort of the rules and certain things, yeah, I would say that that's one of the you know few sort of rules I have of like don't jump into that um, too early and come arrive at that from a place of 
uh, of options. And real quick, last question. Do you, I mean, do you have any, you know, because there's that Patty Stanger, you know, the millionaire matchmaker, her big thing is like, oh, you're not allowed to have sex until this many dates and don't put it in here or there. You know, that's what she tells the girls. I mean, do you have any rules around when a guy can sleep with a girl or anything like that? Or is that just... You know oh, what's funny yeah. is uh, my girlfriend was actually on that show twice. No way. What was she yeah. like in the audience, you know, meeting the guy? She was one of the girls. She was one of the, yeah, she was one of the girls. Oh my God. Hilarious. Uh, did she ever go on, on any of the dates? Shows. Did she ever get picked? Did she ever get picked for the date? You know, cause normally it would be like a bunch of girls. They all talk and then, you know, three girls get chosen, you know, or two girls get chosen by the guys. Was she ever chosen? I, I'll cut this out. But... I'm not sure exactly. I think she ended up going on a date or two. Oh, um, so she sure did. Okay. The process she went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. She was on that show. Do you have those kind of, do you have any kind of rules when it comes to SEX for your guys? Um, I, I tend to, uh, I tend to not necessarily like to, in, in my experience, there's been, there's been, uh, relationships. I think there's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions around this. Yeah. I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of girls have a misconception that like, oh, if I sleep with this guy too soon, like he won't take me seriously and all this stuff. And, and, And I don't think, I don't think something like that is true at all. Mm-hmm. So in, in, in my experience, I've had, I've had relationships where, um, you know, I, we waited a, a fairly longer amount of time than it's then sort of average. And it was five, six dates in before we slept together the first time. Yeah. Um, and that ended up not actually being, uh, that long lasting or that great a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've had conversely times where I, I uh, said with a girl on the first date, yeah. and we were together for, for years. Yeah. So I, I don't see any correlation between any of that. And again, I, I find it, uh, I find it one of those, one of those rules that sort of women do. That's actually, I, I don't see the, I don't see the value in it because you're making, you're making this guy wait. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and again, what's the, what's the, what's the, like, why, like, what's the fear behind that? It's like, Oh, we sleep together too soon and then he just like like uses me or whatever yeah well if if that's the type of guy he is don't you want to just know that <laughs> yeah yeah right so mm-hmm. and for as long as often for as long as again because we we have these like mechanisms and these and these um and these ego defense things right so the girl is sort of hiding stuff or whatever and then and then and then eventually withholding sex even though she she would uh, actually want to do it the guy's sort of doing these things and he's He's acting in ways to kind of say the right thing to the girl. So it's all a lot of inauthenticity yeah. until eventually you end up sleeping with each other. And then you can find, oh, this is actually me. Yeah. Well, wh- why not just remove all of that? And just like, if you, if you feel it, do it. Yeah. And then you'll see who this person really is. Yeah. And what, like, what's the, uh, what's the harm? So that I don't, I don't have any, any, you know, specific rules around it. What I do uh, go through in terms of like going on dates, one of the, one of the big things to do is uh, I encourage guys to uh, move the conversation in a direction where they can where you can have a kind of uh, be talking about sex in kind of an, a matter of fact way, mm-hmm. talking about like previous sexual experiences and stuff like that, and doing that in a way uh, I think is important to show that uh, the guy is non-judgmental about sex. Right. So she's opening up and talking about previous se- sexual experiences, or whatever it is, and he's like, "Oh, that's fucking cool. That's awesome." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I had I had a similar one like this, and they're like going back and forth, and as well, like that helps move things towards the sexual direction in general. Um, but the main point of that is allowing her to feel safe that 
this guy will not judge me as a slut for being for for bringing out my sexuality for sure right? and that's right. a that's a very useful thing to do if you if you'd like to sleep with someone uh you know on the first date that's a pretty good idea uh to do anyway and it just start i think it just starts things off in, in the right place versus when a guy expresses things that are maybe a bit judgmental around around sex or whatever like oh that girl's acting like a whore or whatever then that will trigger if the girl likes him and you know wants to him she'll go oh this guy is you know like that around uh you know when it comes to sex okay cool so now i will act like the good girl that that he, i think he wants me to be totally and you won't get a good blowjob because she'll be too afraid <laughs> you're gonna judge her yeah and now you've he's just cock blocked him for, totally. himself for the next like five days yeah for sure absolutely you got a lot of good advice. I feel like, you know, I could talk to you. I could just listen to you for another hour. How, again, explain where people could go to, what's your website again? I will put all your information in the description. There'll be a link to your website so people could get your online uh, courses and stuff. It's all available. Can you give your website again? Yeah, it's ryanblack.us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a, it's kind of, once you get on the site, you can kind of choose your own adventure. There's the, the messaging script that I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a mini kind of messaging product. Mm-hmm. There's some other kind of uh, uh, seminars and stuff like that that you can just watch for free and get a sense for kind of the material uh, and stuff like that. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much for calling in. I'll put all of your information in the description and I hope a lot of guys sign up for your course. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for taking the time with me today. This was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks for coming on. All right. Well, have a great rest of your weekend. You too. Bye. All right. Hey everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.